It's about time you listen to the Shenmue AM2 podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Shenmue AM2 podcast. We're your host, Andrew. And Matt. And, whoa, Matt's cat's knocking over my drink here with the butthole. <laughs> Better put that on my mouth. Um, <laughs> the can, not the butthole. Uh, Why not both? <laughs> we're off to a great start. We're not, we're not redoing this. We are not redoing this. No. Uh, so, as I mentioned back in episode 70, I think, Yep. Um, Matt hooked me up with a good deal with the PlayStation Vita. And... One thing he wanted me to try was Persona 4, because he mentioned that it reminded him a lot of uh, the quaint part, quaintness of Shenmue 1, like the, the town. Vibes. And Huber. Huber. him That's saying that, say. I was like, yeah, I'll definitely do that. And then that game sat in my closet for months <laughs> and months and months. With the Vita, the only thing I really played on it was Virtua Tennis. Mm. Um, and I did download everything I could possibly get onto it that I had from the PlayStation Store when they said that was going to close. Yeah. And you probably got a them. bunch of PlayStation Plus games that you. There's a few on there. Could redeem. Um, so. Sidetrack, my favorite thing about my Vita was all the PS1 classics that I, I was able to get on discount. Like, I got, like, basically every classic JRPG from PS1, like, for 99 cents or whatever each at one time or another. And I'll never play them all, but... <laughs> Is there a way to stream your Vita to your TV? Yeah, with a... Um, I think it's just called a PlayStation TV. It's a separate console, but... But there's no way from the actual handheld? No. Okay. No. I always wondered that. Um, I know because, like, the PSP literally just had a component cable you could plug into it. But. Yeah. It looks like there's a port on the original model, I think, that looks like it was going to be a video out, but they didn't end up doing it. Um, I have the Soviet Strike and Nuclear Strike on my PS Classics on it. I haven't played either of them, but I do plan on actually playing through all of the Strike games because I have I own those two on that and PS3, and then I have all the ones on the Genesis. We are so sidetracked. Yes. Uh, so, in prepping for this batch of podcasts, I decided I was going to commit one hour to playing Persona 4 to see if it hooked me. I didn't know it was going to be one hour. That's not enough. <laughs> well, it's it's funny where the hour ended. Uh, so I'm going to guess. You're still in unskippable cutscenes. You've not played nope. anything yet. Nope. Hold on. No, uh, <laughs> so, I literally popped it in and set a timer. So, I did notice it is a very quaint-looking town. Yeah. The only difference is it's not free roam. It's like a static shot, kind of. It moves. It tracks with your character a little bit, but the, the sections of town are very small. But, yeah. Yes. Um, something I thought was interesting, and you don't see in a lot of video games, but you do see in Shenmue, is there's some interesting dialogue that doesn't really have to do with progressing the game at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, at Persona 4, you end up living with your uncle, isn't it? Yes. And your cousin, who's a, like a younger girl. You're a teenage guy in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, when the dad leaves to go to work, or the uncle, um, he says it's going to rain and asks the daughter if she brought in the laundry, or what he did. she did with the laundry. And she said, she said, 
uh, that you brought it in already. And it's done. And I just made a note of that because that literally is just extra dialogue. Yeah. And that was like, that was promising to me. Um, so, we, like, what would you give Persona out of 10? Like, I just want to kind of gauge your level of how you. Part four? Yeah, like. The... Um, I mean, I've only played it once, uh, but it's, it's one of my favorite games of all time from that one playthrough and my memories of it. Um, that and Shenmue and Life is Strange are all like very just like kind of life sim, easygoing if you choose to uh, games. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm sure I rated things ten before, but I don't know for some reason I'm hesitating rating anything a ten right now. <laughs> like I don't know. I guess I no longer want to give out perfect scores, but I'd 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 rate it really high. Um, so th- this is a game that you nine like. out of ten. Like, you thoroughly enjoyed. Yeah. And you would, like, recommend... If you like JRPGs, yes. One thing that took me out of the game is the dialogue pop-ups. Mm-hmm. So, in Shenmue, when someone talks to one another, they just... It's kind of cinematic. They, like, might look at each other's faces, the camera. This has these boxes that pop up with the... Cartoon. Like, a cartoon version of the character yeah. there, and... That took me out of the game. Yeah, there's no cinematic shots in this. Um, I found that distracting. You get used to it. <laughs> uh, the, the fact, like, you, when you start, you're sitting there eating dinner, and there's a TV in the background, the news is playing on it. Mm-hmm. That I thought was cool, because, one, it was just kind of showing, again, like it's a real-life situation, and, two... I figured something was going to be said on that TV that would be important. Mm-hmm. And it's talking about this news reporter that is in a scandal. Um, the, what's the girl's name? Uh, the little girl? Yeah. Nanako? Nanako. When she starts mimicking the uh, Jonas commercials uh, on, on TV, Jonas is like a department store in the game. Junez. Yeah. Junez. And she's singing along with it. I thought that was really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Junez theme kind of rem- like it's not exactly the same, but just the the idea of it reminds me of the tomato convenience store. Kind of theme. <laughs> um, <laughs> These supermarkets that have their own theme song. Yeah, uh, you just walk up to the fridge and I could eat rice out of it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was funny. Um, something I'd like in games is like Rio had to go to his bedroom to save. Yeah. in the first one. And but there's a mechan like the bedroom is a mechanic of the game, yeah. or in the Yakuza games you have to go find a phone booth to save. Um, this you go to a calendar in the kitchen to save, which I thought was really like because the calendar has to do with dates and things like that, and I thought that was really cool. Mm. And but then when I was outside, they're like, "Oh, just go over this blue butterfly to save," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, like." There's no... It should have been something along the lines of a phone booth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's definitely, like, supernatural stuff in this game way earlier than there is in uh, Shenmue. <laughs> is there supernatural stuff in Shenmue? <laughs> they just kind of... There's floating swords. They retconned that, though, didn't they? I guess. They just skipped right over it? Yeah. Um, then I went to sleep. And, like Shenmue... I think it was a dream. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But you're following this red brick road through this fog. I was like, okay. The dreams in this are interactive. In Shenmue, you just you see it and it plays out in a cinematic way. Mm-hmm. But this, okay. 
This is neat. And then you eventually go through a door. Um, and when you go through the door, the minute the music played, I'm like, oh, that's the Unsolved Mysteries theme. It wasn't, but it does sound a lot like it initially. Are you talking about the, the Velvet Room music? Or, no. Or is this something else? Okay. No, no, no. The when you go have the dream and you walk down that red brick road. Can't remember. You go through, like, this portal thing. Um, the Velvet Room at the start, that Igor character. He's freaky looking. He, his, that, his appearance took me out of it. Yeah. I don't think he's supposed to be... Well, yeah, I know he's not supposed to be human. But but the secretary or assistant that was with him looked normal. Yeah. And Except it's for her yellow like, eyes. What? Except for her yellow eyes. I didn't notice that. Yes. Um, but it's kind of like you with Chai where it doesn't fit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's the only human-ish character that looks like that. Yeah. Um, so that, that was... And that's at the very start of the game. Um... Then I just wrote down, why is school in a floodplain? <laughs> They're like, let's go to the floodplain to go to school. That just seems like an odd choice to build a, an educational building. In a I assume they meant that they have to walk through the floodplain to get to school? Like, that's their route to school? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, then, again, this is all very early on. You just see the guy fall off the bike mm. at the start. And I was like, oh, okay. He's going to come back at some point in time, uh, is what my initial thought was. But I was just like, okay, like, these little unnecessary things are something I really like about Shenmue. Mm-hmm. And again, I only played an hour of this. So does that is that like a continuing trend in this game? Oh, yeah. Interpersonal relationships and small slice-of-life moments is a big part of it, yeah. Like, what percentage would you say? Oh, there's so much. There's so much dialogue that's superfluous. <laughs> it's like it's only there to serve character building, and it has nothing to do with the plot. But it's it. They they really pad it out. It can if you don't enjoy it. it can, I'm sure it can be annoying if you want to be like, I just want to get to the next part of the story. I don't, you know. But I I like the slow moments. Okay. Um, it seems like there's just drama at the school. Mm-hmm. Like, it seemed when I got there, it was like very high schooly drama. Mm-hmm. Um, the teacher, Mr. Mamook. I don't know. <laughs> I and he's just making fun of you for being from the city. <laughs> and I'm just like, this guy's an asshole. Mm-hmm. And he just seemed unbelievable. I can't remember him. I'm, I'm currently playing Persona 5 Royal, and I'm almost to the end of it, so I'm, like, over 100 hours in that game, so I'm... Uh, it's... Yeah, I'm getting things messed up in my head. <laughs> but this guy, like... He was just overtly mean. Like, it would never happen in real life. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of characters in, in Persona 4 and 5 where you're like, this guy's a jerk. He's mean. And then, then you, you start getting to know them, and they, they have drastic changes by the end of it. Yeah, it, it, it really pulled me out. Um, now, I will say, when the teacher started talking, I was sitting at my computer desk playing the Vita. Mm-hmm. And then I had to pee, so I stopped for a minute. <laughs> you can I take the Vita with you. Well, I guess not if you're Not pee. to pee. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's huge. I need to hold it with at least a <laughs> I know, uh, Vita's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went and laid in my bed and started playing. Mm-hmm. And I fell asleep. <laughs> and I woke up, and I would hit X to progress the dialogue. And then I fell asleep again. <laughs> I fell asleep five times. Oh my god. Playing this. <laughs> back to back to back to back to back. Wow. It, only totaling probably like... 
seven or eight minutes, maybe. Mm-hmm. The good thing, though, is that it doesn't move on without you until you hit X. <laughs> yes. But I was waking up groggy, hitting X, they would say something, and I would just immediately fall back asleep. Mm. So that was... Eh. Don't lay down. Yeah, that was my problem. So, then the school day is done. You meet this girl who asks you to sit beside her or whatever, and you meet her friend who's a popular kid, and all the guys think she's hot. Mm-hmm. And you're just leaving school. And then the police show up. Because they found a dead body. And I'm like, oh, a dead body. And they don't really tell you who it is. And then the friends are just like, all right, we're going to go this way. And the police is kind of telling everyone to disperse. And then just a menu came up. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what just happened? And it's like, gave me a list of places I could go. So I went to different places. And nothing really happened. I went to a mall. I could go anywhere. Was it basically doing a tutorial of these are all the places you could go? No, it just let me choose. But I went to the mall and, like, the elevator's under construction. You can't go up these. So I went back to the house. And there was an old lady outside gossiping. And I'm like, okay. These are, like, the ladies that gossip by the phone booth. Yeah. So I was, like... I was getting a lot of these little similar things. And, like, I'm assuming that continues, does it? Stuff like that? Yeah. Uh, then I go in the house and you find out that the the uncle, the little girl's dad uh, is a police officer and he hasn't come home yet because he's busy working on this new case and then you hear on the TV that the body they found was this news reporter from the last time you were watching TV that was involved in this scandal and she was hanging from like an antenna on someone's house mm. I was like, oh, so there's some mystery to this. And then my hour ended. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, you didn't get very far at all. Yep. I don't know what to say. That's not... You need need to do more. (laughs) So I don't know what the game is about. When I went through that weird fog on the red brick road, there was some weird combat thing that I had to do. A little tutorial? It wasn't really a tutorial because it didn't tell me how to do anything. Oh. It just said I could guard, attack, or something else. I don't even remember what the third option was. Was it Persona magic skills? Or? No. no. It said skill, but I couldn't do anything. Oh. Hmm. So, like, I don't have any concept of what the actual game is, but I was interested in the murder mystery part. Yeah, the murder mystery is pretty cool. Um, but is that the driving force of this game? Yeah, who's killing people? More people die. Uh, and you... You uh, there's a whole I don't know if it introduced it to you or not but there's a whole other world inside the TVs like you can go inside the TVs did you see anybody go in a TV like just no. climb in the TV like reverse ring style <laughs> no but that's where the uh, the whole other persona world I forgot exists. your cat's ass was on this can ah um, shit literally <laughs> uh, so yeah, you go in the world and uh, the 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 other world, and um, you basically you fight monsters with Persona, uh, which are basically like Pokemon, I guess, but more dark. And um, they like you don't control them specifically; like they just give you abilities. The Persona, um, but yeah, the game itself and why I like it, I guess I took some notes here. <laughs> um, the small town. Japanese small Japanese town feel and all the attention to detail that comes with that is 
I don't know how many locations you got to, to visit, probably not many, but like just the feel of, of being in small town Japan, I think it really captured it, despite not having any cinematic um, camera angles and being pretty zoomed out most of the time. That's the one thing that I, I wish it was closer. Yeah. Like in like an over the shoulder or something like Rio. Yeah. Especially especially on the tiny Vita screen, yeah, you can't really appreciate some of the details. Um the something else that reminds me is uh it being set in Japan. Did you you played or guess yeah, the only option is English on the Vita version. But the first time you played Shenmu was in English as well. And it was like your speaking English but the conceit is that you're speaking Japanese <laughs> and like um, you're a Japanese person speaking Japanese but it's English um, and both games use you know honorifics like Fukusan and the Chan and Kun and all this and uh, Sama and Senpai and all that sort of thing so that, that kind of reminds me of it and then there's the emphasis. I don't. You probably didn't even get to this part with like just the daily schedule, and you get to choose what you do with your day, where you go, who you spend it with. Um, there's like part-time jobs you can do, and you can buy goods at stores in both games. Like you know, just everyday goods, snacks, uh, various items. Um, it mentioned, it asked if I wanted to go online, because at certain points I could compare my choices to other people's, kind of oh, yeah. like the Telltale games. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can see what other what the majority of players did on that specific day. Now, like, when I went to the house, it didn't seem like time was continually passing. No. But it said, like, once I enter the house, it's going to be evening. Yeah. So like it, events I guess change it or it, it gives you blocks of time and then certain things you do will pass the time. Other things don't. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, j- just being a teenager and like having friends with other or friendships with other teenagers and just that felt similar. Except in this, you actually go to school. <laughs> Unlike uh, you probably didn't. No, you did because you met the teacher. So. Rio doesn't go to school, but the characters in Persona do. So that's another little bit of Japanese life you get to experience is what school is like for them. They go to school on Saturday. <laughs> they get one day off a week. That's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, a huge part of the game is social links uh, and hanging out with people and talking. And, like, that's how you make your Persona, which are your how you get your magic... Um, that's how you make them stronger is making friendships in the real world strengthens the bonds and each persona has a type and each person you can bond with corresponds to that type and as you go up the levels 1 through 10 it powers up your personas of that same type so it's directly like hanging out with people is directly tied in with making you stronger Basically, it's pretty cool. I did level up something. I, oh, what did I do? Probably made a pact with Igor and leveled that up to level one or something. No, um, I like asked someone how they were doing or something, mm-hmm. and it did something. I can't remember. Hmm, don't know. But it gave me like points towards something or something along those lines. But uh, I don't. Uh, 
I don't think I'll go back to it um, because I didn't. Not that games have to give me a shanty feel, but like I don't branch out a lot. Um, I don't know how to explain it, but it, the game didn't grasp me enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I see the similarities that you you see. Uh, but I just can't see myself playing it because I think it's there was little things that kept taking me out. Yeah, but um, I think you'd get used to those things, and the more time you spend in the world, the more it starts to feel like a familiar place, like in Shenmue, like a place that you want to go. But yeah, if you're not a fan of JRPGs, like traditional JRPGs, turn-based combat and stuff, then yeah, it's probably hard to get into. And that's the thing, like. I love the Yakuza games, but the seventh one did turn it into... And did you try it? Turn-based combat. No, so I, I have it. I need to finish playing two, and then I need to play six, and then I need to play seven. Hmm. I need to play Judgment, and I pre-ordered Lost Judgment, which comes out in a couple of days. Um, but, yeah, I, I, it would take me a lot to something... And maybe, like, watching someone play it and see... I don't know. Maybe I'll watch a video on it. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. It was like for me, it was it was just like being in bed with my Vita right right in front of my eyes <laughs> and like walking around uh, this town and talking to these people and like I don't know. I don't think that would just I don't know. The ga- the game it just had a feeling for me. A certain time and place in my life and. How long ago did you play it? It couldn't be that long ago because it's a Vita title. It's got to be five years now. I don't know. Time goes so fast. I don't know. But yeah, if it's if you don't like JRPGs, you're not going to like it, probably. But we could do this again, and you can play Life is Strange, which is not a JRPG. <laughs> so I did start... So I told you that I played it, and I thought the game was really janky. Mm-hmm. It was the controller I was using. Oh. So, and, like, is that this part where, like, someone needs to fall off a ladder or something? And I was really enjoying that game, and then I'm like, this game is fundamentally broken. Like, (laughs) the controls do not work, but it was just the controller I was using, and I never went back to it. Uh, I do think I would, if I pick that up tomorrow, I think I would really enjoy playing it. Mm. So maybe that's something we can kind of compare it to to Shenmue as well. Um, My thing with Shenmue is the level of interactivity. Like, Mm -hmm. being able to, like, literally talk to anyone and, like, look at a store, potentially go into a store, buy things. Yeah. That's... that's There's not as much of that in in Life is Strange. There's... Again, it's... (laughs) For me, it's just all about vibes. But, yeah. The uh, particular gameplay quirks, there aren't as many similarities, I guess. Yeah. In either of these games. Like, nothing's, nothing's exactly like Shenmue. Yakuza is very close. Yakuza is very close. For level of interactivity. Yeah. Alright, so I don't think we have anything else for this. Nope. Um, Catch us on the social media at ShenmueAM2Pod on Twitter, youtube.com slash ShenmueAM2Podcast, ShenmueAM2Podcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook page and a group. Like, share, subscribe, ring the bell for notifications. And we'd also like to thank our sponsor this week, Panda Pawn Shop. Matt, do you need to pawn your panda? I've got so many pandas lying around I need to get rid of. Are you So you just want to pawn them? Yeah. All right. That'd well, be we ideal. can pawn your panda at Panda Pawn. Sweet. I didn't know this service existed. It does. My life is complete. All right. <laughs> Bye. Bye.